0: It's good to be with you. I've noticed if you've come at all regularly that uh, oftentimes the speakers will look around and give thanks for this facility and the ability for us to be able to gather here. I want to do the same, but I want to do it in a slightly different perspective. Imagine that you're Scott Ruff and you're responsible for the facility and all the care and maintenance. So he could tell you how, what it involves to change that light. He would be able to tell you, after a driving rain, where you may not want to sit, or how many BTUs it takes to heat or cool this place, or many other aspects. And so, as we enter into worship, my apologies for taking us from distraction, but this morning I want us to talk about perspective, and I've entitled it, Excuse Me, Your Perspective is Showing. It's been mentioned already that several that are here are part of the B.Ed. program. And so we welcome you. And I'd like to take us all down a little journey of my own grade school experience. So imagine with me that you're returning to the school at the end of Dilbert Street at the corner of Kennedy and Ellesmere, where I went to the Ellesmere, now called Ellesmere Staten Public School. And you walk back there with me, having been there during my time from kindergarten up through grade five, and we walk into the building, and like me, you are stunned to see all the architectural changes that have occurred since we last left. For we go over to the water drinking fountains, and they're now much lower than I remember them. The hallways have become much more compressed. You wonder how we ever passed through. And of course, for me, the kicker was that the door frames had been brought down and made to be much smaller It used to be that it took a running leap for me to hit that door jamb, but now I can just touch it like that. What's changed? Well, obviously, it's me. And sometimes what happens in life is that we go through experiences and we don't realize it isn't what's around me that's changed, but it's perhaps me. So I want us to look today, as George has read in Genesis chapter 35, at what I would offer as an example of bad grade schooler behavior, Jacob. Jacob, the person who usurped his birth order, divided his family, deceived his father, and stole from his brother. This is someone who God has established as one of our patriarchs, one of those from whom we are to draw our faith and our Christian tradition. And so Jacob, as we'll get to in chapter 35, we first encounter him as he is in chapter 28, having done what I've just described, now striking off to a whole new land to start a new life. And he collapses and has this vision of a stairway or staircase to heaven. And so he encounters God. And at that point, God says what to him? I will be with you. I will go before you. I will bless you and I will protect you. So imagine being able to walk into your next step of encounter of newness and realizing that you have that provision, that which has been promised to you. Then in chapter 32, we have this encounter where after a period of a number of years, Jacob has what? He's married twice, he's grown a family, he's from my perspective the first time of having an encounter with genetic engineering in the farming industry, where his goats multiply ridiculously. But now he's returning to that place which he's called home, to Canaan. And he encounters God a second time, and this time he wrestles with God, or the messenger from God, all night. And it's only upon the opportunity to be released that he's given a new name. He has been Jacob, which stands for deceiver, supplanter, literally heel grasper. And now, a new name, Israel. Israel. God prevails. God provides. God is prevalent. So now we have Jacob and Jacob returns to us and he's returning to the land and he's going to encounter his brother Esau whom over all these years has finally had a change of heart and no longer wishes to kill him but rather to receive him. So let's let's look together in Genesis chapter 35. So then God said to Jacob, go up to Bethel, to Bethel, which literally means the habitation or the house of God, El being one of the names for God. And settle there and build an altar there to God who appeared to you when you were fleeing from your brother Esau. God has the amazing ability to put things in perspective. He reminds Jacob how it is that he previously encountered this place and what was going on in his life and around him. So, then he says, "Then Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, get rid of your foreign gods you have with you, and purify yourselves and change your clothes. Let's think about those three, uh, three items for a moment. As we consider perspective, as we consider the way in which we look at the world around us, The first thing that God challenges us with is to remove those elements, those aspects of our lives outside of who God is that we might draw comfort from, we might draw some perspective or some strength from, but that which appeases us, that which brings us comfort that is not of God, get rid of. It isn't going to sustain us. It isn't going to provide for us. It will not carry us through the times and situations that we face. Secondly, purify yourselves. In other words, remove all those things that are impure, that cause us to not be as God would intend us to be. Remembering who we're speaking to here. Jacob with some certain familial and personality issues. And third, change your clothes. Now, I grew up in an era and a period of time when you got dressed up to go to church. So I read this, and it says, change your clothes, basically to say, we're going to church. We're going to encounter God, and we should dress accordingly. Now, I considered what I should wear today. I thought of, how would I come across if I wore a tank top and shorts? How would I come across? Yeah, not a good visual, is it, George? Um... (laughs) I'd encourage you not to close your eyes for a little while because that's maybe all you'll see, and that's not healthy. <laughs> or had I come fully dressed, you know, with the three-piece or the tuxedo and the whole thing? Well, I'm not sure. For those of you that know me, you'd basically say, well, what's, he, what's his point? What's he proving? That's not Barry. That's just Barry dressing up. But this idea that when we approach God... When we realize that that which we are encountering, we need to do it differently. So, is your perspective showing? What is your perspective? What is it that causes you, when you encounter a situation, to be able to respond in a way that honors God? That takes away those things that entrap us, be they Patterns, behaviors, history? What is it that allows us to be able to approach that which we, which we encounter, that which we come across in a way that honors him? So I want to actually just now give us a minute to think and I'm going to ask you a couple questions and this will be how we'll go from here. So within the context of our perspective, within the idea that each of us are who we are, Because of how we were raised, whether we're firstborn, only middle child, or last, some like to call babies of the family, where that fits into what you do here. I'm always intrigued, and thank you uh, facility staff for holding down the back row of our assembly this morning. But as as I watch you guys around campus, some of you are students with us. Some of you will be students with us. Some of you are former students. But all of you are learning a lot more about this building than you ever managed before. Your perspective has changed. Okay? Some of you are even learning how some of us interrelate and operate together. But that is one of the parts of you know, being part of a community together. So, my first question to leave with you. What perspective have you allowed to shape you that is outside of what God really wants for you? Is it based upon a past hurt? Situation? A wrong that was brought towards you? But what is it by way of a perspective that has shaped you in a way that may not be entirely as God would want you to be? How can he today, as you open yourself to him and his voice, and how the Spirit communicates to us each and all, how can He help you to take away those foreign gods, those idols, those things that have come along to appease us? For some of us, it might be our position, our possessions, how we're perceived by others. But whatever that would be, allow God to speak to you today And to find a way in which that perspective is his and respective of him. Secondly, what perspective can become a group think? Something that we share together. It becomes almost standard. I hesitate to give an illustration, but allow you to try to think of one for yourself. What is it that, as a perspective, has become more prevailing within your family culture, your neighborhood, your workplace? But something that has become a groupthink concept that, again, is outside of what God would want. And the follow up to that question is Are you prepared to push back against it? Are you prepared to be different? Are you prepared to step outside of the norm and say, this isn't what is right. This isn't what is good. This isn't what is of God. This, this summer, part of my time away was to move our oldest daughter to uh, Edmonton, Alberta. She's been in graduate school in the States. Uh, thought it'd be nice for her to come back home here to Canada, closer places in Edmonton. (laughs) Might have been better for her to just stay in Pittsburgh, but she's in Edmonton. And so as you begin to watch a child, you know, uh, settle and establish. At the same time, my 94-year-old parents moved out of the apartment that they were living in, somewhat basically independent, into an apartment that we built in my sister's house above the garage. Uh, but to watch those kinds of changes happen in the lives of, uh, of my parents at 94, and, and what's important to them, what, what they bring by way of a pr- perspective, what stuff do they want to keep? What stuff doesn't seem to matter? But mom, I gave you that. (laughs) So, dear friends, colleagues, as we go into the rest of this day, as we celebrate the B.Ed. students who are required to wear their labels for another week, honest, you'll be able to take them off at some point. (laughs) Yeah. And as we welcome new seminary students who are coming to us out of the workplace and balancing family and life, and we bring and welcome new university students, and they may be coming barely house-trained, but we come together and we bring with us that celebration of the community that we are in and the opportunity to serve. And so, like you, there's occasional times when I'm prone to grumble about something, never about someone, but about something. But I, as I've given thought to this, I've just again reminded what a privilege and joy and responsibility it is to, to work at Tyndale. And to be part of the forming and the shaping and the development of uh, teacher candidates, uh, students graduating and heading into graduate school in the workplace, uh, various forms of kingdom work and church ministry. What a privilege. So, what is it that influences your perspective that God might today be saying, you need to toss away that thing. That's bringing you comfort that's outside of me or distraction, that foreign God. Or what is it that we together can do and be And function in a manner that allows us to be able to say We can be better We can do differently We can be more And in that He is pleased Because I went back to my grade school Trying to encounter The days of my elementary experience But I made the mistake of going to a place And not recalling the memories And the way in which I had been shaped and formed And that's really what the lesson in Genesis chapter 35. See, because the altar that was built was no longer called Bethel, the house of God, it was now called El Bethel. And all of you as Hebrew linguists will know that means the God of the house of God. So it's no longer just a place with water fountains and shortened doors, but it's now a reminder of who and what we are by how we're formed in him. The God Of the house of God. And what a beautiful opportunity to have that relationship to help shape our perspective and to allow us each day to realize we are His. And this is His enterprise in that which He seeks to accomplish together. So, next time you come into chapel, notice the light that someone has to go up into that abyss up there and address. Notice the work that our faculty do each day to prepare, to equip. Notice what is done in in the administrative and support staff. And in all of this, give thanks for we're part of the God, sovereign God of Tyndale, not just a place that some days it's stuffy or leaks or... Someone's in my parking spot. All that kind of stuff. Right. So, my benediction, go forth. And as you go, go recognizing and acknowledging and celebrating the God of the house of God. The one who allows our perspective to be Seasoned and established by his grace and in his goodness. And the opportunity today to, in a conversation or an exchange, to be able to help shape somewhat differently how someone might think or view or respond to a situation. And in all of this, he will be honored, his name will be exalted, and I think your day will be better. thanks. I don't know where the staff gathering is. I'm pretty sure it's not outside, but um, I'm the only thing keeping those of you that are involved in that from going and having some good time of fellowship. So go and do that, and uh, thanks for your time this morning. God bless.